Brown Beauties. Welcome to Well Honestly, the podcast sponsored by Brown Women Wellness. I'm Andretta, a functional nutrition wellness coach. And I'm Akila. We are your mother-daughter hosts, bringing two different generations together weekly to educate you on all things related to health, nutrition, financial, and mental wellness during these changing times. Once we know what choices we have, we can do better because we know the struggle to stay healthy is real. We invite you to come as you are, but leave inspired to become your best healthy self. So let's get started. And we are back. We Welcome back. in this thing. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of our top 10 herbs and spices that are good for your health. You know what, Andretta? I just thought about this. We never really explained what's the difference, if there is any, between an herb and a spice. I think we should tell the people the true definition of the difference between herbs and spices. I'm listening. So in broad terms, right, herbs and spices come from plants. They, they both come from plants. However, herbs are the fresh part of the plant, while spices are like the dried roots, the dried stalk, the seeds, the dried part of the plant. Um, and, and, and it's almost always dried, not fresh. That is the difference between a spice and an herb. So if you see rosemary, and you see thyme, and you see lavender, you always notice that those are like, you know, green and they're fresh and they're kept in, in cool climate because that's the fresh, that's the fresh herb, right? Then you have like the ground up versions of those same herbs. Those are now called spices because they were dried out and they were ground. So mm. that is the main difference between herbs and spices. Well, thank you for that education, Miss Keela. We mm. appreciate that. Cue the more you know rainbow. Uh, <laughs> well, last week we reviewed the top five herbs and spices, and I'll go over them real quick. They were turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, fresh onions, and fresh garlic. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't listen, go back and check out episode number 27. Mm-hmm. So what's in the news? Now, this is a good one, Keely. You're going to like this one. Mm -hmm. We talk about this sometimes. According to NBC, Black people are in a mental health crisis. They don't say. Yeah. Their therapists are busier than ever. This last year has been one marked by collective trauma. I think we mm -hmm. all can agree. On that, COVID-19 brought on a wave of loss, anxiety, and stress, fear, economic instability, an isolation across the country, and it created, within the pandemic, a mental health crisis. You see images of Black people being shot and killed by the police, mass protests, the shock of the Capitol riot, and the opening up of the deep systemic wounds of racism have brought on another level of trauma. And through it all, the Black therapists who are underrepresented in their field have been in high demand. Yeah. So... People are seeking help. It's not unusual to want to find a Black therapist only to learn that they're unable to accept new clients. Yeah, it's been a thing. And I think that, um, I think what's important, number one, is don't let the lack of available Black therapists stop you from seeking therapy. Um, quiet as is kept, 
What you really want to do is find a therapist. Now, I understand why one who may be Black wants to have a Black therapist. Like, it it makes sense to me. Whether they're a female or a male, it doesn't make a difference as long as... I think what we're looking for is the relatability of that therapist to our traumas. And no one can really understand the level of trauma that we've faced, but other than Black people, Right. But I think it's important to not overlook certain allies within mental health who are not Black. You don't have to necessarily be Black to um, not have a therapeutic and licensed way of dealing and coping and teaching someone who's going through mental crisis or needs uh, mental help. So um, do your research is the main thing I would say to anybody who's looking for therapy who can't find a particular Black therapist. Do your research because there are some good non-Black therapists out there and I would hate for you all to not get the help that you need or to, to navigate these waters just because you can't find necessarily a Black therapist. Uh, therapyforblackgirls.com therapyforblackgirls.com. And it says for black girls, but if you are a man listening to this podcast, you too can go to therapyforblackgirls.com. We'll give you resources on who is in your uh, city or your state who is a black therapist. Also, openpathpsychology.com. Openpathpsychology is a great free resource for all types of therapists, they don't, they're not all just black, but they are uh, free. They're not free, excuse me. They cater to more therapists who offer sliding scale, sometimes even free sessions for those who um, cannot afford therapy. So that's openpathpsychology.com and that's therapy for black girls. Don't let your, your preconceived notions stop you from uh, speaking with someone about you know, the trauma that has been 2020 and 2021. Because a good therapist is a good therapist, right? Period. It, period. doesn't matter. And if you need one, please Get seek one. them out. Yeah. We're going to take a sponsorship break. When we come back, we're going to continue our series on the top 10 spices and herbs. And you're going to be surprised to learn what number six is. We'll be right back. <laughs> Brown Women Wellness mission is to empower brown women and their families through education and products to help improve their family health and wellness through a lifestyle of easy and actionable steps. I'm Andretta Robinson, Functional Nutrition Wellness Coach. In 2008, I was diagnosed with an early stage of cancer. My doctor wanted to remove my womb as a cure, but I was determined there had to be another way. After lots of research, I found a curable alternative, forcing my doctor to treat it without any surgery. And in 2018, I was visiting my aunt in Atlanta after having lost my mother to heart disease and saw her health was in distress with high blood pressure and all things related. A visit to the health food store to formulate herbal teas, which is now called Brown Women Wellness Anti-Inflammation Tea, and a diet and lifestyle change turned my aunt's health around. I knew I had found my calling. We bring you healthy lifestyle information through our Brown Women Wellness website, our Brown Women Wellness Facebook group, emails, Instagram, and other social media websites, and our Well Honestly podcast. Find us. You'll be glad you did. All right, we're back. And whew, this number six topic, man, uh, this number six uh, herb or spice, which one can it be, Keela? 
can it can literally be it's more of a <laughs> I don't it's think it's more a of a spice. spice. It's you more think of so? a spice. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it depends. It depends. Because the way that people normally take this, um, it is in the dried form. Um, and it could be considered a spice. However, it starts out as an herb. All right, let's reveal what it is. It's good old say it. Cannabis. Cannabis. Cannabinoid. Cannabinoid. <laughs> Whatever you want to attend the technical word. CBD. <laughs> Not THC now. All right. I mean, Just cannabis because there's hey, a difference. Now, Although, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, cannabis, a.k.a. the good stuff that we use to um, relieve ourselves of stress, pain, and all the other things that we have going it's on. It's very medicinal, by the it's, way. Um, a medicinal herb is what it is, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's um, very medicinal. Cannabis is... Uh, I, I am so happy that people are finally starting to understand the benefits of cannabis, a.k.a. weed, a.k.a. <laughs> Not marijuana, <weed>. a.k.a. <laughs> reefer, a.k.a. Uh-uh, no. whatever it is that all you old and young people alike want to call it loud, all that, whatever. I'm just glad that it's starting to get its just due and not have that stigma that it had for so long um, because it truly, 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 truly is a powerful It, do, it does herb. deserve a very, I think it deserves. We owe an apology to cannabis. We do. <laughs> is what we need to do. Well, what it was, was, you know, they were making it, it was, it was street. Uh, they were making all the money on the street. Well, the government did that. The government <laughs> yeah. literally created a campaign around Cannabis say just say no and dare and all that heavily was centered around marijuana, not any other drugs, but just marijuana. So they created this stigma and it is stuck for many decades. Um, no matter how many times people have come with this facts, like it's not, it's not that bad, guys, and it's really not, you know, it's just that once that stigma hit from the government, it became a thing. However, in the right amount of doses and the right amount of um, strands, you can find what works for you. And it is life-changing. If you have anxiety, if you have... A chemotherapy. High, Think about chemo, the chemotherapy, people. Oh, my chemo, goodness. High-stress ah. jobs. Um, if you have pain, chronic chronic pain. Digestive um, disorders. Digestive disorders. If you have a... a, a what is it? Um Parkinson's. What is it when you can't when you can't sleep? Um, you can't sleep. <laughs> what's, what's the name of it when you have uh, sleep disorder? insomnia? Insomnia, uh, mood disorders, yeah, anxiety. Um, yep. It's so many things. I mean, we that could go on, can do. and on. that's why I'm trying to figure out how did they keep this off the market so they long? Knew. They knew, and honestly, it was money related. A lot of times, yeah, when we don't know really the true reason why something is deemed bad and we don't do the research, nine times out of 10, once we find out what it is, it always comes down to the bottom line, which is money. Yeah. And I'm glad they took it off the street because now you can walk in and know what you're buying. It's not not off the street, honey. Well, I mean, okay, technically, but it's very, it's nicer to go into a shop and be able to pick out what you want as opposed to buying off the street, not knowing what you're getting. I agree with that, but I do think that the problem is that now that it's um, considered um, 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 something good from the government, they've taxed it. So now one joint 
is costing <laughs> an arm and a leg versus this is why street street drugs are still a thing and it probably will never leave because one joint can cost you 20 daggone dollars, but you can get the same herb in bulk or in a bulk form for way less than that and get way more joints out of said bulk. So it's it's a discrepancy thing that's happening with that. But regardless, if you wanted to try it and partake, and if it's legal in your state, then go ahead and go to a medical shop or go to one of these, uh, uh, what you call it? Smoke um, shops. Yeah, whatever they call yeah. them. Um, go in there and talk to somebody and fa- find what works for you because there's indicas, there's sativas. Some of them give you more of a head kind of feeling. Some of them give you more of a body relaxation. So it depends on what you need. Do you need to be out of your head because you're always in it because you you're anxious? Maybe you want to focus on more of a body um, cannabis uh, experience and vice versa. So do your research. Don't just start uh, getting high to get high. Well, now let's, let's <laughs> and let's, don't just get CBD. I was just getting to ready get to say, CBD. let's clear up the two. CBD, yeah, let's clear up the two because they're different. It purposefully. Let's clear up the two because CBD is non-psychotic. I mean, it's non-addictive. Psychotic. I mean, not psychotic. Psychoactive. Well, and, uh, and, and, and people, but just so you know, the opiate addiction that we got that's going on out here in the world, they're using CBD for those people struggling with that addiction. And there's a lot of people struggling with opiate addiction. Yeah, the main difference is THC is the component that gives you the euphoric high of feeling and CBD is the actual uh, root of the, the plant. Um, of the plant. And that is where all the medicinal properties live in. So, I mean, it's nothing. And listen, I am not against THC. Get it how you live and do it. Um, my body actually cannot handle THC. So I would prefer to do more of a CBD uh, vibe, but some people like, no, I need that THC. Whatever works for you, just do your research. All right, let's go on to number seven. This is another fa- fan favorite, oregano. Yes, oregano. Now, Keela and I, we got our own personal experiences with oregano. In fact, neither one of us will live without oregano oil in mm-hmm. our, uh, is it in our pantry, our medicine cabinet, where are we, the way we're carrying it's, it? It's in my pantry. In your pantry, it's in my medicine cabinet. So, oregano um, is an essential herb, and Italians usually to cook it with, you usually you find it in your tomato sauces and your pizza, okay? But it is probably one of the most powerful medicinal herbs out here, because it, you're talking about supporting your immune system, is antifungal, antibacterial, anti-cancer. Um, this is the one, whenever I feel like I've been outside in the world too long, I run home and I take it in pill form. And it's like it immediately, immediately you can feel the difference. And if you take it all day long, if you already have something, whatever it is um, that you need to boost your immune system, just take it regularly for one day, I bet you the next day you won't feel those. You That's will not feel it again. I mean, it has this antiviral compound in it called carvacrol. And what it does, it reduces the viral activity within 15 minutes. That's how powerful this stuff is. All of Mediterranean oregano, if you orally administer it, they say it will kill parasites. If, if you use it for a period of time, you'd be shocked with how 
fast it works in your body. Everyone should have all of oregano in their cabinet or pantry or whatever you want to call it. And you can find it pretty much anywhere now. Whole Foods has it. Amazon has it. Your local health food store has it. There's different levels to this oil of oregano. I was just getting ready to say, make sure you get the right one because there's one called wild oregano and that's the one you want. You want pure, again, like everything else, you want to get the best one. Get it pure if you can. Yeah, you do. And and it'll change your life. I've put every single person in my life onto oil of oregano and they all swear by it. Matter of fact, the other day, my friend uh, was telling me like, um, yeah, girl, I'm about to take me some oil of oregano because I just feel like I've been outside. And this is the type of person who, oil of who? Oil of what? <laughs> so for her to say that to me out of nowhere, I said, oh. It worked. It just warmed my heart. You remember that time when one you told one of your friends to take a kilo and they took it and they lick they took it in liquid form and and they and almost burned their that whole was a mouth cousin. up. <laughs> Shout out. And yeah, and 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 that, and that was my bad too because I didn't explain that it needed to be in the capsule so I completely set her up for failure. Um this do is not, not take something the oil that you need. Look, by itself. don't take all of, I'm telling you all of oregano will burn your face off it if you try. Burn, to. <laughs> it will burn, That's how powerful it, it is. It has to be in a capsule. And you'll, has be bel- to be. you'll be belching uh, oregano for a while to smell like a pizza everywhere you go. So it is, is, but you also can use it to cook with, as we said, you know, you can put it on your tomato sauces and pizza, but it's not the same as the one that you buy in the capsule that's in full strength. Yeah, Trust that's different. And don't put the oil of oregano in your food. Oh, Lord Jesus. No, you use be fresh. Real- the, oh. Now, here we go. Use the fresh herb oregano. Yes. Yes. for your food and keep the oil to the ingestion of the body. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> All right. Number eight, Ooh, black pepper. How about that? Black Salt pepper. should have been with this. Well, yeah, we could have went into salt. But, salt, but you, don't, you don't see pepper without salt. Well, like. well, I didn't know black pepper reduced cigarette cravings. Did you? No, I didn't know that. I don't smoke cigarettes, but for people out there to smoke cigarettes, um, I guess it's helpful to know because I feel sorry for people who smoke cigarettes and want to quit. They need everything they can get. So if they can get some black pepper in their system, uh, it improves your digestion too. Uh, It helps your stomach produce... Your stomach needs acid, by the way. And black pepper actually will help you produce that hydrochloric acid, uh, which also helps prevent that Feeling of intestinal gas. <laughs> so it also acts as a diuretic. So you got to be careful with it, but it's good. Uh, it helps. They say you can actually vaporize black pepper. I've never seen it vaporized uh, before. That's taking it to another level. Yeah, yeah. But it has, uh, uh, I think it has pepperine. That's the word you were looking for earlier. Yes, that was the word. Mm-hmm. Pepperine. Yes, yes, yes. That's the bioactive, it, it, bioactive component. Yes. And they said that that's what enhances it. Um, the vitamins and minerals. So it activates other ingredients. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's what it does. So black pepper, that's why it appeared as number eight. All oh, right, Keela. Uh, real quick, not all black pepper is made the same. Oh, yes, right. I just right. want to put that out there. You have whole peppercorns. You have cracked black pepper. You have very, very ground and fine black pepper. I like mine, then you have Right, me too. And then you have some pepper that is is literally probably just dirt. So all right, you, you don't buy the to, one. So are you trying to tell people don't buy that one in that little white can? With yes, red. that's exactly what I'm going to. Don't <laughs> it, do that. We don't know if that's pepper, do we? No, it's dirt. 
Because you can't smell it. You know, with pepper, there is a smell to pepper. If you're so, not sneezing, it's not real. That's how I feel about bottom it. Bottom line, pepper, pepper, pepper. Lord, help us. Okay. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> lemongrass is number nine. I love lemongrass. I like lemongrass too. Lemongrass is an herb. And it's noted for its distinctive lemon flavor, flavor excuse me, um, has a citrus kind of aroma. And it's been traditionally used to treat stomach aches, high blood pressure, colds, uh, convulsions, pain, vomiting. Um, a lot of the Asian cultures use lemongrass for like tea. They'll also chew on the bark because lemongrass is... is um, wildly used out there and they'll just take the bark and chew on it if their stomach is upset or if they're nauseous. Um, But then it also can help you with like respiratory issues, fever, swelling, infections. Um, Lemongrass is, and also have you ever had lemongrass in like a fresh like soup? Like lemongrass soup. You ever I go have to, not. It's but so is it refreshing good? and good and light. Mm. Yes. Lemongrass mm. and soup is really, 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 really good. Um, I, I love lemongrass. I know lemongrass also gets rid of mosquitoes. <laughs> yes, it does. You know, if you have it outside, uh, if you got some lemongrass, I, I tried that one year in my garden and I had no mosquitoes the whole summer. I was so happy. Yeah, so it does work for that. And it also relaxes and tone your muscles and relieves stress, anxiety, irritability, and insomnia. My goodness. Now, the thing Lem- about lemongrass is that you have to find it. If you can find fresh lemongrass, then you won. You know, get it by the get it by the truckload and then freeze the 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 stuff that you haven't used. However, um, if you can't find lemongrass, uh, if you ever come across it, know to get it because now you know what it does. But it's not hard. It's not easy to find in certain climates. You mean fresh? Because I get mine fresh. in essential oil. Right. No, I'm talking about fresh. Yeah. I think I've seen it because isn't a long green plant. It looks mm-hmm. like it's, yeah, I've seen it. It's like the, a tree bark a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. And they, so I I, uh, ooh, I would have to try it one day fresh. I wouldn't mind. It looked like it does all kind of stuff. You can literally just eat it and chew it. I've seen it on like documentaries in like certain like Southeast Asian cultures. They just grab it and they just start chewing on it. They don't eat it. They don't swallow it. They just chew it so that they can release the actual lemongrass. Uh, flavonoids and do what it needs to do for the body. And then they oh. just kind of spit out the the rest. They also say you can put it under your arm for deodorant too. Yeah, I mean, I won't be doing that, but... They, well, it says it's antifungal, antibacterial. It said uh, if you dilute uh, lemongrass essential oil, it's a natural deodorant. I have to try that and see if that works. Because mm. I, I like the way it smells. So I can imagine it, it would be good. a great underarm... Uh, Bottle order anyway. We'll see. All right, we're gonna go to number ten. Last one. Woo! Good old cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper, 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 pepper. <laughs> Let me tell you about it though. Don't take too much of this one. Woo! This is one of those ones that if you eat too many hot peppers, you can actually harm your stomach bacteria. Uh, you can actually, too much spicy food like cayenne is associated with gastric cancer, believe it or not. So you have to be careful with this one. But on the good side, on the good side, it has a single teaspoon. Is a ooh, teaspoon of cayenne pepper is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. That's a lot. But uh, it has vitamin A in it. So it fights infection. Uh, it'll also reduce mucous membranes in your lungs. So if you got a urinary tract infection, it's good for that. Um, it seems like it's really good and it's high in vitamin C. 
Uh, vitamin, I mean, they said cayenne pepper actually has more of the vitamin C in it than orange juice. Can you believe that? Hmm. Yeah, right. I know, right? And it also has vitamin K, which reduce, you know, we know what K is good for as well. So cayenne pepper is a natural source of vitamin C, vitamin K, and vitamin B6. So it also can control your heart, helps control your heart rate and blood pressure. So if you got people, I know it helps with blood pressure because sometimes you can go to the health food store now and you'll see blood pressure. You'll see buy a cayenne pepper. So for you get that for blood pressure and it's supposed to be really, really good. There's a, a organic lifestyle magazine that talks about it, how amazing it is. I think it has an herbal name. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. Uh, all of these, um, like you said, when they come into an herb, when they come out of a spice, they have a different name. Mm-hmm. But it also stimulates the circulation of your blood. That's what it does. And so, it's a, go ahead. So, cayenne is really good for um, if you have blood circulation issues, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really good for stimulating blood flow. Um, they sell it in the pill form, and they sell different levels of the the actual um, potency of that cayenne. But um, for a minute there, I had like a little bit of a circulation issue. And I remember taking um, cayenne and it it does what it needs to do um, and you can feel it. Um, and typically whenever you have like a blood circulation issue, it could, it could be uh, so many things why that's happening. But if you know you have that and you're like on some type of medication, I mean, I'm not a doctor, so consult with one, but I will say giving it a try with cayenne and see how that works out for you when it comes to your blood circulation. Yeah, cayenne is good for a lot of stuff. People who've had congestive heart failure, I remember when my mom was in the hospital, they actually gave her cayenne pepper. I remember that. I was shocked. It was called something else, but they did give her that to try to help. But it also clears up congestion. It can reduce your headache pains. It fights inflammation. It can reduce the risk of prostate cancer, lower your type 2 diabetes. Uh, it aids in your weight management, you know, so it does a lot of things. But like I say, you have to be careful and not take too much of it because uh, it's one of those um, spices that, again, too much of it uh, can be have side effects. I think it's on the as needed when it comes to like cayenne. I think with all of these herbs, everyone, I think it's just on the as needed. Like, I don't think that you necessarily need to take cayenne every single day. Right. I don't think that you necessarily need to take um, lemongrass every single day. Right. Some of these can be every day. Some of them are very much so nuanced herbs and spices that if you know you have a certain ailment or a certain thing going on and you want to help combat and or get rid of it, then you might want to incorporate some of these spices um, that you normally wouldn't take every single day just to kind of like help heal yourself. Um, turmeric, I think you can take every single day. I, not, not I think, I know you can. You can take that one every um, single day. But like, you know, if you and can't find too, lemongrass, right, and garlic, and onions, I mean, whatever. Like those are like the common things that we already kind of consume every day and it's fine. But if you can't find lemongrass, y'all, don't think you're missing out on life because it's not <laughs> something that you just absolutely have to have every single day. But if you can get your hands on it, it can help heal you um, in many, many, many ways. So don't beat yourself up if you can't. And don't think you have to incorporate every single thing. Do your research to see what these things do. And you know your body better than anybody else does. So if you know you have certain things going on, then maybe you want to lean towards more of certain herbs and spices than others. And that's okay. Just experiment. 
Okay, Keela, on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode basically because what she's saying is, I think if you notice, all those herbs do almost all the same thing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap it up and we'll see you guys next week. See you next week, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Well Honestly, the podcast. If you want to know more about us and our products, check us out over on our website at brownwomenwellness.com. And remember, ladies, we are not doctors and any information shared by us is not medical advice. Always follow your doctor's advice. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and let us know what you loved about this week's episode. And please subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Feel free to email us and let us know what you would like to hear more of from us. Don't be afraid to say hi. We'll say hi right back to you. Don't forget to find us across all social platforms at Brown Women Wellness. As always, show notes with the links to what we talked about today in this week's episode will be in the description box below. Thanks for listening.